This is cool. I think it's cool. I uh, did you take a class or you just order all the stuff? No, and there's uh, the old class of Google and nice. YouTube. I learn a lot of stuff on YouTube now. Nice. <laughs> hey, everybody, you're listening to the Many Worlds Tavern podcast. My name is Chris Porto. I am with uh, Many Worlds Tavern. We sell coffee for game night. And uh, today uh, we got a little bored talking to Andrew last week. So we are going to be talking to Gina Scurry. She's a game designer. She recently came out with a new game called Over Coffee. And uh, I'm super excited to talk to her and uh, pick her brain a little bit. So thanks for coming, Gina. Oh, thank you, Chris, for inviting me. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I guess if you could, um, just maybe a little bit about yourself and uh, the new game. Well, um, God, that's, I don't know where to start there. Um, okay, so I originally started a business training adults to speak Spanish, and my intention was to leave them speaking to anyone, anytime, anywhere, and learning from every opportunity. And one of the things I really loved about that particular business was seeing people connect and reach out to strangers, neighbors, coworkers. And you also had to kind of be creative about what you would talk about. Anyhow, although people really enjoyed my classes, I, I think this happens to all people. I just didn't want to do it anymore. And I was kind of going through a life change and I just said, what's next? And it said, build a game. And so I have never, I'm not really somebody who plays a lot of games. Uh, and I just started working on building this game and different people came along and that's how over coffee came about. And I think that's, what else should I tell you? <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> I think that's a good start. Um, yeah, I actually met Gina. Um, my wife is a barista at one of the coffee shops, the Boomtown coffee shop in Houston. And Gina told her about the game and, uh, I mean, it's called Over Coffee, so we definitely yeah. had to meet for sure. It was uh, funny because Caitlin, she was, she said, it's called Over Coffee? I'm like, <laughs> yes. She's like, you have to meet my husband. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, cool. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that game works? Yeah. So, um, so let's say you're playing with a group of four people. So one person will call the host and that person, they draw the topic card and each topic card has four subtopics. And what's interesting about these topic cards, I mean, they go from mental health to God and spirituality, creativity, music, um, odd things about you, touchy, all those topics that I personally think are pretty fun to talk about, but we almost never, ever, ever talk about it, even with our really good friends. And so that person, the host, will share a personal statement based off of one of those subtopics. Um, and then everybody else will draw three verb cards. And these are the top 100 verbs used in English. And those verb cards, you try to create a follow-up question. And what I like about the verb cards is you might think of something a little different because of the verbs that you have. Um, and then the, the fact that you have to ask a follow-up question, you can't just say, oh, I really feel for you. <laughs> I mean, you really have to be creative. And so when they ask that question, the host will answer it and then the next person will go and it creates a deeper 
deeper sustained conversation, which really, in my opinion, is, um, I think it's missing in our society and really important. And especially these topics, like let's just take climate change. I've had a few people that I played with and when I heard their answer, I was like, oh my God, more people need to hear your answer to this. And then other people to ask questions. Awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, I've played it, uh, I think I've played it three times now in a few weeks. So <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been did, having fun. Um, what did you What did you think about the game? Yeah, I think it's really, really um, interesting. I, I think, uh, like you said, I think it, the verbs really facilitate um, having to think carefully about what the person's saying. Um, I think in a lot of like, although rare, however rare these conversations can be, I think that when I have them, I'm usually thinking about my own answer to the same question. Yeah. Which is, which is really cool because, or it's cool that this game makes you think differently um, because I'll, the host will answer a question, sometimes a difficult question. And I think when those questions come up in my own conversations, I'm trying to think of how to piece my answer together or um, even try to like argue a point with, with somebody. And the game is really not about that. I think it's really about um, hearing what people have to say and then clarifying or, or, or when you have some more curiosity about um, extra aspects of their answer, I think it's uh, a really cool way to focus on those instead of focusing on yourself. It's kind of like uh, taking away the selfish part of some of these kinds of conversations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've played it a lot now. I've had a lot of fun. Um, you had an event the other day, so I got to play it with strangers for the first time. And I think that was a, new, a really cool experience. Um, what what kind of surprised you when you were, um, I think you played with uh, Harriet and yes. Yvonne. Yes. And I don't actually know them really well, but was okay. there something that they said? Because I always feel when I play the game, I mm -hmm. really leave thinking about other people's answers and mm -hmm. how I want to uh, apply that to my own life or how much I can relate to that. And I didn't know that about them, yeah. which it really is something about me too. Yeah. And I was curious if something like that happened. Yeah, I think um, for me, it was definitely the relating on more things than I expected to. I think... Um, I mean, we were talking about this before we hit record, but uh, there's a lot of divisiveness and, and a lot of uh, uh, wild ideas out there that I think um, when I see them like online or, or on the news that I think uh, I get a little cynical about everybody that I don't know, I guess. Um, so I think we were relating on a lot of things that uh, I was not expecting um, to relate on. I think that's a f my own failing, maybe being judgmental. I oh guess. no, I think it. I think it happens to all of us because we're so much in our own head and in our own world, and we are scared to talk about these topics. And then, and we often feel like we have to defend ourselves. So again, like what I like about the structure that's so great is that there are these follow up questions, and when you hear people's answers to those follow-up questions, it makes total sense. And you're like, Oh, okay. I totally get that. And then you start to build this common ground is what I think. Yeah. And I, I think also, um, I think with the past like uh, pandemic year, I think 
I've had a really small circle of people that I'm talking to on the regular. Um, so being able to, you know, that was one of the, I can't even think about the last time I met a new person. Oh, that's <laughs> Like awful. really met a new person. <laughs> and so, got to know him. Uh, yeah, a little <laughs> bit at least for, for that. And even, it's really interesting because I think I know uh, some of the topics we talked about. I don't know the answers that some of my close friends would have for those topics, which is like that's we're kind of skipping the friend pleasantries and going into these topics, which is, um, yeah, felt really meaningful to me. So I've always kind of, when I play, I always have this um, deep sense of belonging at the end mm. of it. Like, oh, I really feel really related. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's an awesome game. Um, Thank you. <laughs> me too. I know, I know you've been working on it for a long time now. Um, yeah, seven years. Yeah. How, it, how is that? How, how, I guess, is there anything um, unexpected you ran into as far as the whole process of designing well, it or, or publishing it? Yeah, or what's interesting that? is I actually created the whole game bilingual because right. um, I was really, and it started off very different. Uh, I mean, I think we've probably done like, I mean, multiple, multiple prototypes. But the game that we have now, I actually do have another, the bilingual version, which only produced about 100 copies, um, which was Spanish and English. And we have played it with people who didn't speak a lot of English, and they actually um, improved their English as they played, as well as people who have studied Spanish, and they improved their Spanish. But what I really, what really called to me was the sense of belonging and connection. And so eventually I thought, okay, you know what? The language is getting in the way for the moment. So we're going to take that out. And now we just have it all in English. And eventually I'll come back and do the bilingual version. Um, one of the hard things, you know, like I've never done this before. So, you know, I had to learn how to, um, I started off with some people who really played games and we worked together for a while and then we stopped working together. And then I found somebody who was in marketing because we had to work on the illustrations and that went so far, which was really great. And, um, and then I found the artist, but there was always like, for example, the illustrations got done in Photoshop and you have to have them done in illustrator. And what, what's so interesting. So when I don't work with either one of those, but one company, um, like, you know, you can get charged thousands of dollars to change those over to Illustrator. And finally, a, a one woman I was working with, she's like, we can just send these to India and they'll do every single one of your illustrations for 300 bucks. And they did them over the weekend. They're the best job I've ever seen. I was like, holy cow. So I'm really happy about that. And then the box, like I didn't know how to produce the box. So that took a little bit. And I think it's just, um, I think it's just believing. And I always, I'm not sure what I say to myself, but I just trust that things are going to work out and I'm just going to keep moving forward until I'm like, okay, I can't do the same more, but either way, I'm going to be proud. Did yeah. that answer your question? I think so. I think I really relate with, uh, all of that. I, I, at many worlds, there's two of us and, and then, uh, Dean and Jack are our, our roasting team. But as far as the, like making the boxes and designing the packaging and all of that, um, we have some experience, but, uh, a lot of it is being scrappy or just, just, uh, 
being vulnerable to ask, Hey, how do we do this to somebody who's done it or, or all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I would definitely relate, uh, with, with that whole direction of, of, uh, and I think like right, like right now I'm at a different stage. So now for a while there I was learning how to like mass produce my game. And mm-hmm. I mean I've only produced – this is my first batch, which is 500 copies. Mm-hmm. So now I'm at a new stage of marketing and getting the word out. And what I'm really interested in is that people play the game. And of course that would lead to other things. But mm-hmm. So that's going to be a whole nother area that I have to learn about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Sometimes, sometimes I'm very excited about it. And sometimes I'm like, okay, it's really a long shot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think weirdly, um, marketing and and you were talking about just like posting on social media. I think, uh, a lot of people are natural at it to the point where I think the people that aren't so natural at it don't consider it a learned skill for some reason, but Mm -hmm. I think it can be considered like a learned skill. Um, even myself, I, I don't feel that confident on camera or uh, recording my voice for a podcast. But I think we're trying to like. You sound pretty good right now. Oh, thank you. We're just uh, you know. <laughs> you sound like a professional. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're kind of forcing it on ourselves, I think. And I think uh, maybe I'm a little more cynical than you because I think the way how you said um, if I keep trying, things are going to work out. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's like. Um, I I think I'm more like a, this is gonna suck. Let's do it. This is gonna suck. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. Like <laughs> after I after we record this, I'm not gonna like it. Let's do it. Um, so maybe I need to uh, look longer term and think. Oh, one day it'll be really good, or I'll be proud of it. Yeah, um, but the thing about it is, I think the most important thing is to start. And that's, that's one thing I've learned is yeah. like whatever you're working on, you, the main thing is just start. And as soon as you start you'll know what the next step, I mean, it really does unfold naturally. And it's so surprising how, uh, like just the right people will show, like, especially when you relax into it and go do, I recommend go do some fun things. Mm -hmm. So you feel like you're doing, you're happy and all that. And then the right people seem to walk in at the right time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know that sounds a little wooey. Well, (laughs) a little crazy, but you know, there's so many people out there that, (laughs) That's I don't think it, it has. I don't think it has to be that wooey to uh, to uh, um, be be relatively true. Um, have you ever heard this thing called the creative gap? No. Okay, I think there's a quote by Ira Glass, the NPR guy. Ooh, I like that guy. Yeah, and I think he. Uh, I don't know the quote by heart or anything, but he has this concept of the creative gap where. Whatever creative thing you do, whether it's like designing games or or, or what, um, there's usually this gap between what you think or what you envision or what you um, really like from other people or when you compare yourself, uh, especially when you're new to it, you have this gap between what you can produce or what you can um, create. And it's, there's a gap between that and what you want or what you, um, like what you envision, what you envision or what you see in other people that you're comparing yourself to. And I'm like, I'm not there. Or that person seems so far away as far as their skill level or, or whatever success, huh. whatever. I, I think I used to do more comparison, but yeah. I, I guess in my older years, I don't. 
I was yeah. I've learned not to do that and um, really practice appreciating like where I am. And mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't do it. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah. Well, I think his is more. His, his, there's a there's another there's a part two to that in that he's suggesting that everyone felt that everyone that you are seeing as like above yourself or more successful or whatever, mm-hmm. they had a gap with whoever they were um, inspired by. And I think he's trying to suggest that um, that taste you have in those things that you like from other people or that you envision, that taste is good. It's even if it's beyond your current ability. Yeah. Um, because that taste is you and it's like true and and, huh. and what you, uh, you know, you can't lie to yourself about what you want or 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 what you think is good. I mean, you can like evolve your taste, obviously, but. No, I like it. I think that's, that's the good. concept that he he's trying to share. So yeah, anyway, that, that made me yeah. think about. Um, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to remember that. Yeah. Talking about over coffee some more. Do you have any stories about like a really, really great memorable play of the game or? Um, um, let me think here. You know, um, I don't necessarily, I mean, there's different ones, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the thing that surprised is, well, I'm thinking, for example, last Saturday night, um, my friend, uh, was talking about her dad and her, it was, she pulled touchy subjects. And so she's Iranian and had come here in the eighties and was talking about how she experienced racism, but it was also mixed with her dad's um, depression. And so my dad dealt with depression and I've also dealt with depression myself. And so I just really um, was surprised. Like we've never talked about that. Mm -hmm. And, And we actually, we kind of stopped right there. Like we ended the the night. <laughs> so it left me wanting to ask more. Yeah. But, um, oh, I know what actually really surprised me. Okay. Now I remember. I mean, there are many, but yeah. one time I was playing with six people. No, sorry. 12 people. Women. 12 people. Yeah. 12, which is, uh, and so you usually <laughs> do the host and then three follow up. And then yeah. the next person would be the host in that case. And, you know, as somebody, I'm a mother of two and, when you have kids, it's like all of a sudden you're, you just go into this twilight zone. Like you're no longer on your own schedule. You are, you know, you think you're building a career, but life is totally different. And I, looking back, I think I had um, probably postpartum depression, but you know, people don't talk about it. And one woman drew the mental health card and she, and this woman, she is like totally put together. You would never <laughs> think that yeah. she have has ever had to deal with anything. And she talked about how she's Indian. She talked about how she went through anxiety and depression after having her first child. And then another person in the group also chimed up and said, I also had postpartum depression, which made me think, wow, that's so cool that people are talking about that because Mm -hmm. then you feel more at ease, like to ask for help. And, um, you don't feel like something's wrong with you or you have to hide it or be ashamed. And so that, that really surprised me to see that happen. Awesome. Yeah. You know, we, uh, on Saturday we pulled the same touchy subjects card. 
Oh. And I pulled it. And what I, did you say? I talked about racism as well. Huh. And I think, um, you know, I think th- this year, the past couple years, I think racism is like a really touchy subject or, or really in the um, popular zeitgeist, I guess, in the, or in the news cycle. or Yeah, or it's that, important. For sure. Um, I think maybe I, I realized for myself that sometimes I talk about racism differently with my different groups that I, that I, um, I'm part of. Yeah. So I think like I talk about it differently with, um, my family versus, um, my group of friends versus my friends of color. And I think it was interesting because I think, uh, you know, the four of us, I think Yvonne is Chinese. Yeah, she is. Okay. Um, and then I think Harriet is, white yeah she is she is <laughs> i don't know what kind of European and then the other thing American. i mean harriet's like i think she's maybe in her 70s mm-hmm. where like yeah. yvonne might have been in her late 40s or 50s and okay. then you're what like i'm 27 you're 27 mm-hmm. yeah and my wife is white so that, that was the group of us the four of us so i think it was interesting because here i am answering the question i think words are coming out of my mouth that i maybe don't usually say in that kind of company. What, I, what did you say? I'm so curious oh, sure. now. Yeah. Um, well, I think a big thing. What do we talk about? Do you remember what's on the card exactly? Is it about like how? Have you ever? Exp- I think it's. How experienced racism. Have okay. you ever experienced racism? Gotcha. Yes. I think. Um, I think there's. I didn't really answer the question that much. I, I told them that um, I kind of discussed the responsibility I feel when someone answer, asks that question. Because yeah. I think, um, like, I am a Filipino-American. I've never been, like, mugged for my race. You know, I've never been, you know, I have not been called that many slurs. And the slurs I have been called... Um, I don't know. I, I personally have not felt that much fear for myself based yeah. on my race. I, I've experienced plenty of discrimination, but um, I, I think the, the, the key thing I guess I'm trying to get to is um, in the past, I think I've chimed up in conversations about race saying some stuff like, oh, I, it's not that bad or it's not that bad for me or or whatever and i think i've grown a bit in the past few years feeling that it's kind of irresponsible to say and i think the thing i said uh on saturday was um you know racists don't need my help <laughs> like they, they don't need me to uh help with the gaslighting or 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 oh yeah fudge their statistics or or whatever like i don't need to be a racist person's anecdote to be like, well, my friend Chris has never been beaten up for it. Um, because I, I've, I think I've learned that, um, you know, like discrimination and other like microaggressions aside, which I think like I've, I've learned plenty about, Oh, I, I think a lot of things slide, but also really coming to terms with, um, you know, even if I haven't been beaten up, for racism, that doesn't mean I need to, uh, you know, advertise that, especially 
in the face of other people experiencing that plenty on the day to day. And I think, uh, I think that's where the conversation steered. So. Yeah. Well, even the discrimination, right? Like yeah. even the microaggressions, they all add up pretty quickly for sure. And, I, and you it know, takes a toll. Yeah. And I think, um, uh, I think I also, when I was younger, I think I felt like, um, I think I used to think it was a virtue to like bear it or like mm. just have some grit. Uh -huh. Um, I think my parents, you know, I don't think as plainly or bluntly as this, I think they, um, you know, they faced a lot, but also I think when we moved here, my, my parents immigrated uh, to America. And I think um, there was this concept to like, if you have proximity to whiteness or like, you know, don't have an accent, um, don't, uh, you know, don't ruffle feathers. Don't be We're, different. Yeah, don't be different. We're going to be fine. And I think as a kid, I think, you know, um, I don't think they said that to be harmful. I think it's for our survival and for yeah. our safety. Um, now that I'm grown up and, and uh, you know, can, can, you know, I've survived. So I think now I, I feel like I need to walk back some of those um, previous learnings I had about how to think about race or how to think about being different. Um, yeah. 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 Was so I have one other question. Sure. So when you answered that question, the follow-up question was a particular follow-up question that um, oh. st was stuck with you and really surprised you. And mm -hmm. um, let's see. I need to think about <laughs> what they asked. Um, I think someone asked. Uh, because my answer was very much looking to my past, um, I think someone asked me if I could go to the past and, and talk to myself back then, um, what would I tell myself or, or what, I would, what would I tell myself to change? And, uh, you know, part of me thinks, um, well, I think the main thing is don't that concept you have in your head about um, fitting in to be safe. I think you as a kid, you are uh, waiting it too much. You learned your lesson too much. I think, I think you can get away with um, arguing more and standing up for yourself and against racism in any form. Um, and you're going to not, endanger yourself and you're you, you'll gain a lot more um pride and self-esteem and and uh not only selfishly hopefully you can help somebody yeah um, i think you i think um when you speak what's there for you when just like you said you gain your own self-confidence and you feel good about that but you also there's an expression i love that i heard a friend say once mm -hmm. you're either gonna jiggle the jello, like imagine the world is jello. <laughs> okay. So you're either going to jiggle the jello or you're not. <laughs> Meaning gotcha. what you say jiggles the jello. So 
And I think that's, um, it impacts and it, it fall, it flows through to yeah. other people. Um, cool. Thanks. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think just like your game, uh, pushing me to talk about things I feel like I don't usually talk about. Uh, it's the same for this podcast. I don't think <laughs> I would have assumed like, Oh, yeah. let's talk to Gina about, I was kind of more going to ask you questions about, um, you know, what was it like to design it or, or more of the minutia of that. Um, but here we are talking about well, racism and, and all that stuff, but I, no, but I think it's awesome. I think it's, it's great. Um, Thanks. I think it, it is a really, really cool, uh, system for sure as far as facilitating those kinds of I think uh, it's a great thing you know to be honest with the game I mean not only is it great to play with strangers but also people you know mm -hmm. but um, I mean you can play it outside and I feel like it is a good thing to bring people back together and just converse and not mm -hmm. be on our phones and you know looking to google for this or that i mean we i really believe people need to be with people and the most important people are the ones directly in front of you mm -hmm. and that can also be um and then when you build that common ground like even at work so even as like i think of it as um possibly being used like as an informal culture at work although these are um sometimes deep subjects and sometimes they're not uh just knowing a little bit more about your coworkers also has you, you just feel happier working together mm -hmm. and work better on solutions, creating solutions and stuff. So do you ever worry about um, some of the topics being too touchy or, 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 or having like a fragile? Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit. Sometimes I think, uh, you know, I should put some lighter topics in there. Um, okay. But at the same time, um, they're kind of fun like when people actually do them it's yeah. probably not a game i would play every day you know i don't want to have these <laughs> sure. topics every yeah. day uh but when i do play it i'm like oh that was cool yeah, yeah. awesome you know uh okay so andrew and i do play lots of games uh-huh yeah tell me so, so i think it's it i think we do talk about games and coffee bringing people together. Um, you know, sometimes they um, fail at that, I think. Sometimes there are games that uh, you can really get into the game and uh, maybe lose some of the connection with, with the people around the table. I think one reason we really like tabletop games um, and the reason we're not focusing on like video games, which both of us enjoy as well, <laughs> um, I, I think with tabletop games, there's a there's way less of a barrier because you are all sitting at the same table, yeah, um, and, and have to interact. Um, but I think even even then, it is still like a distraction to where, you know, sometimes it cannot really bring you that much closer with the people around. Um, coffee can be the same way. We love sharing coffee and making a big pot of coffee to share with everybody. Um, sometimes though, and this is okay. Um, but sometimes coffee is just like an energy source or like a thing to do or, or, or whatever. Um, so I think, uh, just anything that can bring people together. And then if you add coffee plus the over coffee game, you know, facilitate <laughs> some more or even like 
you have a game night which is like a bunch of strategy games but in the middle you take a break and answer some over coffee questions i think well that's well it. let me just tell you this first yeah. of all the illustrations on your packaging oh. is well worth just buying the oh, coffee so i was much. like these are so cool i'd like <laughs> to contact you guys to help me on another game um but i also think especially as um like as the workforce goes remotely i mean you're right coffee really connects all of us in a different way mm -hmm. and um you know, one, one thing I, when I think about coffee is I like to say it's meeting somebody when you meet someone with no agenda, mm. that's the best. So I'm not trying to date them or get something from them yeah. or convince them or something, which those, all those things are important. But when I just meet somebody, like I said, with no agenda, yeah. and that's kind of why I called it over coffee. So yeah, I think it's a good match. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, the way we think about coffee, too, is like. If there is an agenda where, you know. We just hope that the coffee. Um, it better be good. Oh, I, I better be good. Um, I think I think we feel some kind of responsibility as far as. You know, if the coffee is there for your first date or for your, you know, um, nighttime of studying for like the most important exam of your life or, or whatever, there's a weird sense of responsibility that it should be good. It should like not be the part of your situation that um, it should be like the positive part, a positive part of your situation. Um even the things like sharing the story behind the coffees. Um, I don't know, because it's part of so many situations and situations where there's no agenda, like you saying that that's the best, which is, I think it's awesome. Cause like you're saying that some of your best conversations are there and there's often coffee there. Uh, you know, I don't think, I think we're trying not to take it lightly that coffee's there. I yeah. Think, I think we're trying to be like, hey, um, if this is part of important pe important days of people's lives, um, let's make it good and, and respect it and stuff. So. Um, yeah. Cool. Thank you. I've been lo doing lots of rambling, but. Uh, no, this uh, is yeah. great. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, I think um, uh, we can call it there. I think. Um, can I just say, if you yeah. guys want to order a game? I was going to say, uh, I would love to, yeah, yeah, please do all okay. your pitches. Well, and, yeah, uh, let me just tell yeah. you real quick. So if you are interested in ordering a game, I just offer it online on my website, which is overcoffeegames.com. All right, overcoffeegames.com. You guys can pick it up there. Uh, Gina, thank you so much for talking with me. Oh, thanks, Chris. It's I really been, appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Um I'm probably going to play this game many, many more times. Uh, it's definitely a different kind of game than most of the stuff we talk about at Many Worlds, but uh, I think it's an important one. I think y'all should check it out. Uh, OverCoffeeGames.com. Uh, thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye.